0: Welcome to The Community Corner, the podcast powered by Bevy. I'm your host, Beth McIntyre. In this show, I interview community builders from all spaces in the industry. Stay tuned for actionable strategies to learn and community stories to love, all in 15 minutes. I'm excited to have my next guest, Nivi Achanta, who is founder and CEO at The Soapbox Project. Nivy currently wears almost all of the hats associated with the community, engagement, content, events, the list goes on. Today, she talks about how she built the community from the very beginning with diversity in mind, and how she implements it into every stage of planning and programming. Welcome to the community corner, Nivi. It's so lovely to have you with me today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Let's dive right in. Can you first describe what the Soapbox Project is and what you do in your role?
1: Yeah. So a few years ago, when my passions for climate change and observing all the bad things in the world really started going up in the US, one of the turning points was the 2016 election, as it was for a lot of people, I... Found myself just like getting into this existential rabbit hole of dread and despair. And it felt like everything that I was learning was pointless because I was just asking myself, what's the point of reading up on the news and being aware of social issues if I don't know what to do about it? And I just felt so paralyzed going to work at my full time job every day and like having a relatively good life. And so Out of that hopelessness came Soapbox Project. And so basically what we do is we make social impact really easy for busy people. So if you want to make a meaningful difference on any subject that means something to you and you don't exactly know how to do that, like the biggest thing we talk about is climate change because that's, you know, the most pressing existential issue of our time. And so I just hear this phenomenon of I care so much and I know this is bad and I feel really hopeless and I don't know what to do. So we are solving that problem. And it first started through a bite-sized climate action newsletter that's still going today. And it's free. And it helps you get involved in ways that don't really take up much of your time or energy and all those other precious commitments, but still give you a way to do something productive and high impact. And so as we kept doing those, people would keep writing back to me with suggestions and questions and still some of the same feelings of like, I still feel really alone in this. And so this March, we launched a formal community around what we're doing.
0: Fantastic. And so you're the founder of this. And what kind of role do you play in the community now?
1: I'm basically the full time community manager. So I have a team of people that help me out, but none of them. I'm the only full time person. And so basically, that means I do everything from writing the newsletters to creating a thread on the community for everyone to share it. Deciding how to intentionally recruit members into our community, figuring out what that messaging is. So, from March through now, I've been doing like a lot of event planning, testing different experiments, some of which I've worked and some of which have kind of fizzled out without much ceremony. And so, I basically everything from content to events to one off special programming to moderation to posting rituals. So, basically, all the things.
0: Just everything. Well, you look good wearing all those hats, I'll, I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I want to talk to you specifically about diversity because I know that that's part of your passion here. And when we build community, it's just as important to determine who the community is not for as it is to determine who it is for. So how do you keep a community inclusive without being exclusive?
1: this is actually a concept that I've been learning more about recently. So when I first launched this community in March, I kind of was like, this is for everyone that cares and is a good person. And as I started getting more into this professional community building space, I learned a lot about the value of having a A strong filter. And I think that can be implicit as well as explicit. I've seen like some developer communities online that have specific boxes being like, this is who would be a good fit. This is not who would be a good fit. So we don't have that just yet. And I'm not entirely sure if we're going to have that in, but a few things that make it really easy for people to self select is, as I mentioned, we send those bite sized action plans to people. That's how a lot of people get involved. And one of the main differentiators of our communities so far is that we don't look at just climate or just race or any just one issue because they're all connected. And so one of the biggest filters is if you don't understand this and if you're not willing to work at these intersections, it's probably not for you. Another thing is it's not really for climate experts or social justice experts. Because they already know what to do. And so I think the language on our community landing page has a lot of things like baby steps and non-judgmental, and, you know, different impacts of different things matter and stuff like that. So since our community is still around 100 members, it hasn't really posed any big challenges to me around this topic. And I'm definitely still learning about what else, how else do I create, I guess, intentional inclusion with the language that we use and the, the types of events that we do and so on.
0: Yeah, and I think, I mean, because the idea of building the community from the beginning with diversity in mind, instead of trying to, you know, force it into something you've already built. And, you know, you say building with diversity is a building block yeah, instead of trying to kind of cram in it at the end. How do you implement it in every stage?
1: So I don't know how helpful this is going to be for everyone, but it certainly helped that. I didn't have to try to have a diverse community. And I hear a lot of people saying behind this, in between the lines, you know, I only have this group of friends or whatever. But now in the era of the internet, it is so easy to build a personal and professional network of people that don't look like you and don't have those same backgrounds. So a couple of years before launching the Soapbox community, I, I guess, like, I don't want to make this too long of a backstory, but when I first joined Twitter... I thought I was going to raise a million dollars and be a unicorn company and do all these things. And I very quickly realized that everyone that I follow is just like VCs and tech bros. And most of them happen to be white. And most of them happen to share kind of the same opinion about the same things. And I was very dissatisfied with hanging out on the Internet. And so one day I was like, enough of this. Conducted an audit of my Twitter followers. And by audit, nothing fancy. I just went through and was like, this person annoys me, (laughs) delete. And so after that, I followed a lot of different people who represented causes that I personally wanted to learn more about. So for example... I followed a lot of native artists and I followed a lot of black business owners and I followed a lot of disability activists because I'm an able-bodied person. I don't know much about that space, but in the few injuries that I've had in my life, I'm realizing we all need to be more aware of this. So anyway, this is all to say that when I first launched the Soapbox community, it already meant that the people that I was talking to represented a wide range of perspectives. You know, there's always so many more that we can represent. So that's like the unhelpful thing that I'll say is like have a diverse group of friends and people that you follow online. And the more tactical thing with the community landing page is I don't know if this is like supportable at scale. But one of the things that we do, if you look at the Soapbox community and you sign up, there's an open ended box for demographic information. It's not mandatory it has like guiding text on what you can write. So I, I just gave an example based on myself. I'm a cis, able-bodied Indian woman. And that has changed a lot of how I look at diversity because people are talking about different aspects of themselves that I would have never thought to ask. Like someone mentioned their body type. Someone mentioned, you know, being rural. Someone said, I'm a black deaf Creative. And so all of these things are stuff that I didn't think about. But now that I'm building events and programming and all of these things for these people, I know what to look for, both in the types of speakers that I'm getting and the format of the events that I'm putting on. And also with the technological tools that we're using. And so now I know that like all of the tools that we use have to support live captioning so that if you are deaf, you'll be able to participate. So that's kind of what I meant by saying diversity has to be a building block because it's so much harder. Imagine you have a community of like 10,000 people and finally you realize, you know, you have to build for the 100 deaf creatives in your audience and you already use a tool that's locked in. It's so much harder to overcome those when you when you do it as an afterthought.
0: The open text box is such a cool idea. I have not heard of that. And I think that something that we've definitely, you know, struggled with is when you have a list of the demographic possibilities and then at the end of the list is other, (laughs) fill in the blank. I feel like that's, it's so horrible to be actually asking like the other, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, identify themselves as the other. Yeah. So I really like that open text box idea. I don't know where I
1: got. I just thought of it probably because of the frustration that you're depicting is I met a lot of people from biracial families that are like, I don't know how to identify. And so having this space, I still haven't fully figured out what to do with it other than listen and pay attention. But I am excited to share this idea with more people to see how, as community builders, we can give people a chance when they sign up in the very beginning to express how they see themselves instead of how our world boxes themselves. And I think this is a really fascinating way to, you know, we're building communities for whole people, not just specific aspects of people. And so that's why I'm really thrilled at how this checkbox, most people fill it out even if they you know, they don't consider themselves to be di- representing diverse opinions. They'll say, I am white and I want to learn about X, Y, and Z. And so it's been a great experiment that I'm definitely going to keep.
0: That's so fantastic. So, one thing that I do also want to talk to you about, and this is a vulnerable moment, I guess, is one of the things that we do at CMX. And, you know, for example, CMX Summit is we, track our diversity goals. We build our goals based on diversity, and then we actually report on them. And, you know, for example, CMX Summit, we have a diversity goal for our stage among our speakers, and we actually count how many speakers are white or white passing so that we can say, you know, we reached our diversity goal. So it can feel really crass (laughs) to talk about diversity in this way as like a oh, good, we got 50% or 60%. So what advice do you have for people who want to implement these kinds of goals and feel awkward or crass talking about them?
1: I think the fact that you're asking that question and reflecting shows me that you're doing it with good intentions. And obviously, you know, we know at this point that good intentions aren't the most important thing or they aren't everything, I should say. But there is no, I mean, I'm not a diversity expert. There's so many people that know way more about this than me. But the one thing that I do know is there is no right answer. The experts disagree. You know, when you're asking humans who are so diverse, like there's so many ways that we are diverse, right? The countries that we come from, the languages that we speak, our hair color, all of those things. And so I would just challenge everyone to ask why they have those diversity goals. And I think specifically, Beth, for you and and CMX, I was recently reading the CMX industry report and it's clear whether you said explicitly or not that you feel the same way that diversity is building block, because at the end it was one of your key findings on the state of community. And so I don't know if this was explicitly stated in the document, but as community builders, I, I would say most of us know more than maybe other types of professionals why diversity and inclusion is so important. Because if we are building networks to connect people and make them feel like they belong there have to be other people that look like them that can share the same perspectives as them that can create a protected space for them. Because, you know, it's not enough to say this is a safe space. And this is a protected space, you have to really show that. And I think one of the fundamental ways that you can show that you do care about protecting your members and protecting the people that you're welcoming into the audience is showing that you are doing your basic homework of you know, getting those speakers and setting those targets. And so I don't know exactly what the answer is on crass or not crass or diversity targets and whatnot, because I think for me anything can kind of feel crass when it's in this in the scope of business goals. But also, I don't know, I think it's important to keep having these conversations and figure out how do we move from diversity as a business goal to something that we just do. So for example, you don't wake up and Think I need to make profit in my business. Like that's a definition of a business in the United States, at least as you have to be a profit maximizing thing. And so I guess my hope, I don't know if this answers your question, is going from setting those targets that can help us get to where we need to be to Just having it be a thing that all of us pays attention to without the need for those things. And I think in between there will inevitably this be this moment of readjusting and maybe it feels crass and maybe it feels awkward. But I think that means that you're doing the work that needs to be done.
0: Awesome. Thanks for sharing, Nippey. So we don't have any time limits here at the community corner except for one, our time limit. And we have come to the end. My last question, which is the, is the question that I ask everybody. And that is who is a community builder that you would love to grab lunch with?
1: Can I say two? Yes, you may. <laughs> Okay, good. Uh One of them is Matold from Circle. I try to hang out with her as much as I can on the internet. And I hope to grab lunch with her because also she lives in Portugal. But she's been one of the people that has vouched for me as I consider myself to be a baby community builder. The other day, she was like, you're not, but she's vouched for me to speak at conferences and events and really shown me that my work matters. And having that recognition is so unique. And I really don't remember the last time I had someone like be invested in my success that doesn't work at the same company as me. So that was awesome. And then another one is Ann Laura, who runs Nest Labs. Similarly, we don't, we don't really like talk that much, but she has been inspiring me from the start with her newsletter on produ- mindful productivity. And then she launched a community and it was just really cool to see how her brain works and how she's using the concepts that she writes about to actually make that magic in her membership community. So those are my two.
0: Wonderful. Thanks for sharing. And thank you so much for joining me on the Community Corner.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Beth. This is a great chat.
0: Thank you so much for listening. If you liked the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to learn more about how to create your own community, go to pod.bevy.com. That's pod.bevy.com. This is The Community Corner, and I'm Beth McIntyre.